0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your host, delighted to be able to speak with you again today, the day that the Lord hath made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. That's what Psalm 118 and 24 says. And what does it mean to rejoice? Well, it means to experience joy and gladness in a high degree, to be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations, to exalt. And my acronym for rejoice is reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. I pray that you're doing well today. Uh, I woke up this morning and it's been kind of a dreary type of morning. Little dreariness in the air. Little rain for a while. The day is a bit uh, blah, but you know what? It's a good day to be alive. Not too much going on. Still dealing with some paperwork and issues that I need to get taken care of. But in the midst of it all, I decided why not go ahead and podcast? I like to pick up from where I start stopped yesterday, talking about the story of Joseph and looking at the power of forgiveness. And before I get into it, and I don't want to spend too much time really talking about much of anything else because there's a lot more ground to cover And I'm just about approaching the point of the story where his brothers come to him in need. You remember the brothers, the brothers who were so envious and jealous of their younger brother that they plotted first to kill him and then they decided to sell him into slavery. So Joseph ends up in Egypt. And we know that during the time there he was taken into the house of uh, Potiphar. And then Potiphar's wife had eyes for Joseph and she began to try her best to seduce him. But the Bible tells us that Joseph was a goodly man. We see that he was a man that walked in integrity and he had the favor of God on his life. She lied on him and said that basically he came after her. When he fleed and left his garment in her hand, trying to do what the Bible says, to flee you for lust, she lied to the people in the house and as well as her husband and said that Joseph came after her. Uh, His master was angry. Didn't even take time to listen to Joseph's side and cast him into the dungeon. And then we read where God's favor was even upon Joseph and the keeper of the prison also put everything in Joseph's hands. So he was a really blessed man. And I shared that even though his circumstances weren't the best and they seemed to have gotten worse. And we talked about him interpreting G- dreams for Pharaoh's chief butler and baker. And within three days time, those interpretations came to pass. And Joseph asked the chief uh, butler, when it's well with you, remember me, I'm in here and I've done nothing, but remember me when you get out of here, And the Bible says that he forgot Joseph two whole years. So I really do believe that even that was a part of God's plan. Now, why? I do not know. Maybe there were some things that needed to be worked out in Joseph. Maybe God was still working on his heart to put him in a position to forgive and also to lead. I don't really know all of the specifics because we're not told that. But the bottom line is when it was time, then it was time. And then we read where he came out of the prison because that same butler, when Pharaoh had a dream and couldn't interpret it and then no one else could, then the man finally remember, oh, I remember my faults this day when you were angry and you cast us in war. There was a Hebrew uh, prisoner there and he interpreted our dreams and they came to pass. And then the Bible tells us that they hastily, quickly and hastily brought Joseph about out of the prison. He shaved, he changed his raiment, meaning he took off those prison garbs and he went in before the king. God gave Joseph the interpretation. No one else could interpret it. And so, I think I may mention then, you know, we're looking to the world and we're looking to presidents and governors and leaders and community liaisons and they, you know, they don't have the answer. The answer lies within the body of Christ. Those who are on the frequency that they need to be in order to hear from the Lord. So the Lord gave the interpretation and immediately Joseph was Promoted to governor over all of Egypt. Underneath Pharaoh was Joseph, and there was none other greater or higher than him. And so I went through all of that. And now we're going to pick right back up where the famine started. As Joseph interpreted the dream, there would be seven years of plenty and then also seven years of famine. And it would be so grievous that the plenteous years um, would be forgotten. But then God gave Joseph the plan and Pharaoh said, Hey, you're the right man for this job. You're the one to execute this plan. And so that's basically where we are in the story. And I'm going to pick up with chapter 42. But before I do, I was looking in my women's book of healing herbs and I was looking over camel And so I Thought I'd share a little information about it. Now, I've tried chamomile and a few forms of herbal tea. I'm not going to say I'm that crazy about the taste, but it is supposed to be um, good for helping you to relax and you know, get good sleep. I'm personally not um, crazy about the taste. Not so bad when it's mixed with other flavors, but not really my preference but I thought I'd share it anyway. The history and traditional uses, it counteracts irritation. It soothes troubled tummies. It protects against ulcers. It eases muscle spasms. Time and time again, it's action against bacterial and fungal infections has been shown in the laboratory. It's German chamomile, and it's been healing humans for more than 2000 years in 19th century, America, German camel was recommended for painful and sluggish menstruation, especially when accompanied by nervous or hysterical symptoms. The healing potential of camel a member of the Daisy family, German camel is related to calendula, agnesia and blessed thistle. The herb contains a complex collage of chemicals that work individually and collectively on the body to soothe an irritated stomach. For example, one chemical, a uh, bisebolal speeds the mending of torn tissue to heal any ulceration. Another, camazoline shrinks the swollen stomach tissue that creates pressure on the nerve endings to cause pain. Yet another, Azuline kills staphylococcus and streptococcus infections, preventing or curtailing bouts of food poisoning or intestinal flu. Using chamomile. German chamomile is usually taken as a tea. Don't confuse German chamomile with Roman chamomile which is used in shampoos and cosmetics. Hmm, that I never knew. (laughs) Safety. People with allergies to closely related plants like ragweed, asters, and chrysanthemums could be allergic to chamomile too. It says purchasing and growing. Look for whole dry flowers, not powdered or pulverized chamomile. You can grow this fragrant, daisy-like annual from seeds or seedlings in full sun to partial shade in sandy, dry, well-drained soil. And the part that is used is the flowers. So maybe something that you're interested in looking into. And so before I grab my Bible and get into the story for the day that we're continuing on Joseph and the power of forgiveness. I'm going to play an instrumental from my son SoundCloud page, and it is under SMNS in all caps, if you're interested. Let this vibe just move you just a little bit higher in your vibration today, and I'll be right back in a few moments. Thank you. groove. How about you? I need to correct something that I said. I said off of his SoundCloud page. This instrumental is not on SoundCloud as of yet. This is one of the CDs that he mailed to me with his instrumentals, but I'm really hoping that he puts them on SoundCloud to be enjoyed. So, I'm gonna jump right into the story. We're gonna pick up in 41, verse 54 through 57, and I'm going to pretty much read through quickly without being too fast because as I said, there's a lot to cover in this story. And so let's begin. And the seven years of dearth began to come according as Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all the lands, but in all the land of Egypt, there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread and Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, go unto Joseph what he saith to you, do. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians and the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because the famine was so sore in all lands. So now we get a picture of what's going on. And I'm sure you can see as I do that even though what he went through all of those 13 years before, well, by this time is actually 20 years now. He spent 13 years enslaved in a dungeon when he came out before Pharaoh, there would have been seven years of plenty. So by the time the seven years of famine started, that would have been 20 years since he had been taken from his home from his brother, selling him into slavery. So now we begin to see that there was a purpose behind all of this. God in his providence, knew that Joseph was the man for this position. He knew that Joseph was one that he could trust. And Joseph had the wisdom of God to know what to do during this time of famine. So now the entire world, as you can see, was coming to Joseph to buy corn. 42 and 1 says, now when Jacob, that is Joseph's father, who believes that his son is dead all of these years from the lies that his brother told, says he saw that there was corn in Egypt. Jacob said unto his sons, why do you look upon one another? Two, and he said, behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down thither and buy for us from thence that we may live and not die. Three, and Joseph's 10 brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. Four, but Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren for he said, lest peradventure mischief befall him. Five, and the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Six, and Joseph was the governor of over the land and he it was that sold to all the people of the land and Joseph's brethren came and listen at this, bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. That is Joseph's dream coming to pass. It took 20 years. So I'm talking to myself and to others out there. You've been waiting on promises. You've been waiting on change. Hold on, it's coming. Doesn't mean that we are not going to go through things. And some of those things may be unpleasant, like what Joseph went through. But if it is of God, know that it will surely come to pass. Seven, and Joseph saw his brethren and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said from the land of Canaan to buy food. Eight and Joseph knew his brethren, but but they knew him not. Isn't this an interesting scene? And I wonder what's going through Joseph's mind at this time. Nine says, and Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them, and said unto them, Ye are spies to see the nakedness of the land. You are come. Ten, and they said unto him, Nay, my lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. 11, we are all one man's sons. We are true men. Thy servants are no spies. 12, and he said unto them, Nay, but to see the nakedness of the land, ye are come. 13, and they said, Thy servants are 12 brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. And that one that they're talking about is, of course, Joseph. 14, And Joseph said unto them, That is it that I spake unto you, saying, Ye are spies. Fifteen, hereby ye shall be proved by the life of Pharaoh. You shall not go forth hence, except your youngest brother come hither. Sixteen, send one of you and let him fetch your brother, and ye shall be kept in prison, that your words may be proved, whether there be any truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely ye are spies. 17, and he put them all together into war three days. So look at the scripture coming to pass. You read what you saw. Their actions caused him to be put in prison. And now Joseph is testing them. Now they're in prison. And he says in verse 18, and Joseph said unto them the third day, Do this and live, for I fear God. 19. If ye be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison. Go ye carry corn for the famine of your houses. 20. But bring your youngest brother unto me. So shall your words be verified, and ye shall not die. And they did so. That should be a lesson to someone out there. Know and understand. That even if it seems like you're getting away with with your uh deeds, your wrong deeds, your bad deeds, you're out here, you know, doing vengeful things, hurting people. You might get away with it. They got away with their lies for 20 years, but it always catches up with you in the end. The Bible is true. Galatians, I think it's five, six, and seven. Uh, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I don't care how long it takes to catch up with you. A lot of times God allows it to take a lot of time because he's trying to give you time and space to repent. Be wise, repent and turn from your wicked ways. It will catch up with you. Okay, 21. It says, and they said one to another, not knowing that Joseph understood, we are verily guilty concerning our brother and that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us and we would not hear. Therefore, is this distress come upon us? They were smart enough to realize, okay, it's because of what we've done. 22. And Reuben answered them saying, spake I not unto you saying, do not sin against the child and ye would not hear. Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. Kind of takes me back to Cain and Abel in the book of Genesis, the beginning when uh, Cain slew his brother Abel and God said, the blood of your brother cries out to me. What have you done? And he said, am I my brother's keeper? I don't know. Well, these guys weren't being their brother's keeper when they sold them off to slavery. But thank God, God had a plan for his life and it didn't end there. Somebody needs to know that today. It's not going to end there unless you allow it to. You have to keep on moving regardless. We have to get to the place as we're going to see. Yes, these brothers, Joseph tested them. And I'm sure some he was visited by some of the old feelings all those times, all those nights Being in that prison cell, knowing that he was stripped away from his father and his family, probably wondering what his brothers were doing, what their lives were like. Did they feel guilty or remorseful? You know, why didn't they come for me? Who knows what he went through? And now he's faced at this moment facing his brothers after all they had done. So he had a choice and a decision to make and we'll see how it plays out. 23 says, and they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by an interpreter. 24, and he turned himself about from them and wept, and returned to them again, and communed with them, and took from them Simeon, and bound him before their eyes. 25, then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn, and to restore every man's money into his sack, and to give them provision for the way, and thus did he unto them. 26. And they laid it their asses with the corn and departed thence 27. And as one of them opened his sack to give his ass provender in the inn, he espied his money for behold, it was in his sack's mouth 28. And he said unto his brethren, my money is restored and lo, it is even in my sack and their heart failed them. And they were afraid saying one to another, what is this that God have done to us? (laughs) Really? What has God done? 29. And they came unto Jacob, their father, unto the land of Canaan and told him all that befell unto them saying, the man who is Lord, verse 30 of the land speak roughly to us, took us for spies of the country 31. And we said unto him, we are true men and no spies. 32. We be 12 brethren, sons of our father. One is not. And the youngest is this day with his father in the land of Canaan. And the man, the Lord of the country said unto us, hereby shall I know that you are true men. Leave one of your brethren here with me and take food for the famine of your households and be gone. 34, and bring your youngest brother unto me. Then shall I know that ye are no spies, but that ye are true men. So will I deliver you, your brother, and ye shall traffic in the land. 35, and it came to pass as they emptied their sacks, that behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. 36, and Jacob their father said unto them, Me, have you bereaved of my children that probably would have been a good chance for them to come clean and confess their sins and get the guilt off of them, but they continue with this charade until they can't anymore. It says, Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. 37, and Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will bring him to thee again. 38, and he said, My son shall not go down with you. For his brother is dead and he is left alone. If mischief befall him by the way in the which ye go, then shall ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. 43 and one says, and the famine was sore in the land too. And it came to pass when they had eaten up the corn, which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said unto them, go again and buy us a little food. Three says, Judah spake unto him saying, the man did solemnly protest unto us saying, you shall not see my face except your brother be with you. Four, if thou wilt send our brother with us, we will go down and buy the food. Five, but if thou wilt not send him, we will not go down. For the man said unto us, you shall not see my face except your brother be with you. So now the father is in a position where either he has to send Benjamin or not. But if he doesn't send him, as he said, we're not going back down here to buy food. So I know that that probably was very hard for him at that point, but really because of the situation, he didn't have a choice. So sometimes you need to understand there are things that happen along this path that we really don't have a choice about doing it. And I'm not talking about the choices that we make when we know to make better choices. And sometimes we just kind of disregard the signs. I'm not talking about that, but there are some things that will happen in life that you don't have a choice about. And then it is still up to you to make the right decisions. And in this story and um, verse 11, It says, and their father Israel said unto them, if it must be so now, then do this. Take the best of the fruits in the land and your vessels and carry down the man a present, a little balm, a little honey, spices and myrrh, nuts and almonds, 12, and take double money in your hand and the money that was brought again in the mouth of your sacks, carry it again in your hand. Peradventure was an oversight, 13. Take also your brother. So see, he had to let go. He didn't want to do it. As my time is running down, I'm gonna leave it on that note. Sometimes we have to let go. Before you can see the miracle, before you can get what you need, sometimes we have to let go. So he let Benjamin go in verse 13. We're gonna pick it up again and see what happens. And what he says at the end of 14, he says, if I am bereaved of my children, then I am bereaved. So be it. Stay encouraged.